Welcome to another episode of the Just a Giants Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Perez, recording episode 48 right after the uh, loss in Kansas City on November the 1st, 2021. And I'm going to get this out the way up front. Uh, I'm probably going to have a lot of different feelings on this game (laughs) than I know a lot of you guys are having right now. Uh, It just is what it is. Maybe part of that is just because I look at the Giants differently than a lot of fans seem to. I think today, anyway, this game, part of it has to do with the way I watch the game. I know a lot of you uh, watch the regular broadcast and we're hoping to watch the Eli and uh, Peyton cast, the Manning cast tomorrow. You probably won't at this point because who wants to rewatch, you know, a loss, a tight, tight, heartbreaking loss uh, if they're not some psychopath. <laughs> Like me, where you just do this shit just because, you know, you have an affinity for putting your opinion out there on the internet when no one's listening. You know, I get it. I totally get it. But for me, you know, I I realized today that I hate watching the broadcast with the announcers. I absolutely despise it. And... Today, I feel like the way that I watch the game is probably the the way that I'm going to watch the rest of these games in that uh, it's I'm not going to have the broadcast sound turned on, or at least not very loud, low enough to where I can ignore it. Um, And I don't know if you guys can already tell um, this podcast is unscripted. Today's episode, I don't I don't have even bullet points. It's you. It's me. It's this bottle or this glass of scotch that I got in front of me, um, our superstitions. (laughs) All right. So I had this superstition going into today and maybe it's the reason I want to feel like, you know, it's part of the reason why I, the giants kept it so close, but I have this, this superstition, right? That, um, anytime the giants play, and some dumb homeowner shit happens to me while the game is on, that we win. It's happened twice so far this season. Um, Today, middle of the second quarter, fucking ceiling in the living room starts leaking crazy water. Uh, Come to find out, you know, little ones were in the bath upstairs, and Mama Bear turns away for one second, and then the little one is just fucking, the two-year-old is just taking all the water and throwing it out of the tub, and then apparently we need to put new silicone in because uh, it leaked <laughs> from that into the vent or around the vent directly under it that leads into the living room downstairs. And the fucking ceiling is pissing on me. So I've got to deal with that shit. But I could swear I got a fucking waterfall. Uh, I feel like Donald Trump and Russia getting peed on by hookers. Uh, this isn't a political podcast, so sorry for that, but. You know, you get what I mean? Like, the the life is pissing on me right now, so the Giants have to be good because <laughs> it's happened twice this year. <laughs> but then, you know, the other part of it, too, is, like, both times, like, uh, uh, I wasn't watching it really with anybody except Pop. Uh, you know, kids were asleep or going upstairs to do other things, and my wife was working. So those have been our two wins so far this year, and they were all happening. Although I guess it's probably the second one because uh, we didn't lose this until the fourth quarter and that's when Shug finished with the kids and came downstairs and watched the game with me. So maybe it's her fault. I'll keep her in the attic next time, guys. Let's see if that happens. I'll keep her in the attic against uh, the Raiders and uh, against the Bucks. And if we win, sorry, Shug, you got to be Anne Frank on Sundays now. You can tell she don't listen to this because my ass will be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> and that's it and it's just us and our feelings um anyway i i i like the manning cast because when i want to i can just tune them the fuck out i like eli i like peyton 
Um, yeah, the the actual play, you know, the game that we're watching is slightly smaller, you know, because they got to put their faces up on the on the left side, and they have their own uh, uh, score, you know, ticker at the bottom. It is what it is. I I stand up and I stand maybe two feet from the TV anyway <laughs> while I'm watching a game. But what it what it does is it frees me up to form my own opinions about what I'm watching without being a without being uh, having my opinion colored by you know whatever idiot comment crew you know commentators that are are calling the game at that moment and I gotta give them you know some slack right because you got guys who are trying to explain what's going on on the field, exactly what's going on within seconds when really to to break down and understand every play, you got to watch a play like anywhere from four to ten times, you know, back to back to truly understand exactly, you know, everything that was supposed to happen in the play. Where did it work? Where did it not work? Why was it like that? You you have to to rewatch a play a hundred times, you know, however many times. These guys are doing it live, so I, I give them some credit. But the things that irritate me, and which is why I'm probably just not going to watch it with much volume, if at all, moving forward, are things like you know me checking Twitter and I see comments like, "Oh, the Giants aren't generating pressure." immediately you know being said by the commentators immediately after three screen passes get thrown you know things like that I I I ain't the type to to just continue to realize that I don't need to get aggravated by things like that because that's some stuff that I'll see and hear and it'll just irritate me more while I'm watching a game and I I I don't need that in my life (laughs) and again that's probably a big part of the reason why I feel differently about this game than a lot of you guys. Um, part of it also might just be that I'm numb at this point. I mean, like, I've, I've been ready for the season to be over for a few weeks now. I, I told you guys a few uh, episodes ago, you know, three, four, five, however many games ago. I'm in scouting mode for next year. I'm watching these games, and I'm thinking, like, all right, well, we ain't making playoffs this year. So... Let's start looking at who's going to keep, you know, what's working for who, who's getting better every week, who isn't, you know, who's uh, who's worth extending, who's who needs to get traded, all that stuff. And my takeaway from this game is tomorrow, despite the fact that you guys think that we should just blow it up and trade everybody tomorrow, I, I don't think Joe Judge is going to go for that. I think he's probably going to fight to to make sure no one gets traded tomorrow. You can't really trade Pep, you know. I don't think Ingram's going to get traded. Um I don't part of it is I don't think the Giants are going to get much and they're not just going to, you know, roll over and take whatever they can get uh just, you know, for the sake of stacking picks next year, but I think Judge isn't going to, you know, let ownership okay that and I mean, not that he has a final say in the you know in the matter anyway, but he's he's not going to want to send that message to the team, which is any trades where we're sellers by you know Tuesday's uh, cutoff. If we're sellers at that point, it's giving up on the season, and he's not going to want to send that message. Even even if we are right. Even if the the Giants coaching staff is in the same mode I am right now, right? Where it's just like, all right, let's figure out who we're going to keep next year. Let's start figuring out where our holes are for next year. Let's start figuring out this, that, and the other for next year. He's not going to want to send that message to the locker room. Because the second you do, that's it. Locker room's gone. They ain't fighting for any more games, all right? This is a team full of young guys, for the most part, anyway. Anyway, back to today's game. I mean, I'll be straight. I don't think the Giants had any business holding the Chiefs to 20 points. I don't care, you know, that they haven't looked, uh, quote-unquote, great the last few weeks. Um, I don't think the Giants had any business making this close. I, I honestly thought it was going to be like 13-31, you know. I, I thought it was going to be the exact same score as the Chiefs versus the uh, Washington football team the other week. 
that that was my expectation going into this game. And maybe that's part of the reason why I'm not like broken up over this game like a lot of people are. Yeah, it was one of those games where, man, we could have won it. We could have all the way up until the last minute, it felt like, with the last two drives, I'll, I'll, I'll say, at the very uh, earliest, it felt like we could have won. I didn't think we had any business even being in the game at halftime, coming into the game anyway. Um, the Giants' defense kicked ass, I thought, given the talent that they went up against, given uh, uh, some of the injuries that they've had, given how this defense has looked through the first half of the year. They held Mahomes to 29 of 48 passing attempts, 275, one and one which would be okay numbers for most quarterbacks, but this is Patrick Mahomes we're talking about. They held uh, the the Chiefs to just over 100 yards. It would have been under, I think it would have been like 97 yards rushing and a touchdown if uh, you don't count Mahomes' three scrambles for 10 yards. You know, Tyreek Hill, uh, 12 receptions, only 94 yards. Tyreek Hill gets 12 receptions. He's He should be getting 130, 140 yards. Miko Hardman, he was probably the most surprising, uh, most efficient to me anyway, uh, receiver that they had. He, he had five receptions for 63 yards. Travis Kelsey, only four receptions and seven targets, 27 yards. Like, the Giants' defense came in with a legit game plan this week and executed. They really did. Like, they, they didn't need to blitz to generate pressure. We saw that all game. They didn't need the blitz to generate pressure. Uh, Leonard Williams had a, a sack fumble. Logan Ryan forced another fumble. Uh, uh, James Bradbury had, a, 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 I think, a couple of pass breakups. James Bradbury, yeah, he no, he had a one pass defensed. Julian Love had an interception. Williams should have had another interception. You know what I mean? Like, this defense played well. They legit played well, but the offense couldn't couldn't make it happen, and I really didn't expect them to. Now, with all the injuries, I know Shep and Tony were back this week, but they're coming off of injuries. One's a hamstring, one's an ankle. You know, I feel like Tony's just really been dinged up this whole year. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I, I, I was hoping, but not expecting. And the, honestly, the Giants did exceed my expectations for the most part this game. So where did they fuck it up? Well, I know most of you, I mean, the fan base has already turned on Joe Judge. It, it is what it is. And I'll be straight with you. If you think Joe Judge should be fired, you're fucking idiot. You can fuck right off. Go jump off a bridge. I don't care. And if one of you actually does, it's like, oh, well, he said to do it. Good for your ass. You shouldn't be jumping off a bridge because some random ass idiot on the internet did it. Any he told you to anyway. Not liable for that. <laughs> like you're a fucking idiot. You you want to restart the clock on this shit? And we're already gonna restart with a new GM next year. You know what I mean? You, you want to fire the head coach and then just invite starting completely over from square one again? Enough with resetting the clock every two years. I'm tired of that. We're not doing it. I don't, I didn't mind, and keep in mind, this is immediately after the game. I honestly did not have too much of an issue with too many of the, the timeouts when Joe Judge called them. I really didn't. The ones that pissed me off, like there was one where to me, it looked like O'Shane Zimenez, it was on when the Giants were on defense, it looked like O'Shane Zimenez didn't know what the fucking play was. I don't know if that's a headset thing. I don't know if if uh, he the call just didn't come in or or Tay Crowder didn't get it to him. And he's, you can see from his body language, uh, and I don't remember what play it was. I think it was in the second half. But Zimenez is looking in, and his body language looks pissed off and confused because he doesn't know what the play call is. And then the Giants called the timeout. There were a couple in there that I know some of you are like, what the fuck? But to me, in the moment, it kind of just seemed like the Giants didn't like the looks that they got. And I saw Joe Judge's presser, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, there was one of them with the headset thing again. The league needs to get that right. He's not wrong. I mean, you got to figure that shit out. Teams had game plan for that and not for nothing, Joe. But, you know, you came into this with this reputation, you know, trying to plan for every single contingency and shit like that. 
And yeah, that's not really an acceptable thing, but at the same time, like, you know, this is your third week in a row now. Like, I would hope that you guys have contingencies for how you're going to get the play call in if the fucking headsets aren't working. You got extra headsets on the side. You know what I mean? Figure it out. Do what we fucking did in high school. You know, coach on the sideline gives the play to the receiver. Have the receiver fucking run it in. You know what I mean? If you're if you're in hurry up and your headset isn't working, do it that way. Fuck it. I don't know if there's a rule against that. I would hope there isn't. That'd make that'd be one of those stupid ass rules like this taunting bullshit. That John Mara. I hope John Mara. I know you're not listening, but if someone you know is, I hope you're happy. Because that Eli Penny penalty, that's that's your rule, bro. And in the the uh, I forget if it's the next play or the net or the Chiefs' next drive, but there was uh, one where one of the Chiefs players clearly by your rule clearly taunting the Giants, and they get call for it because there's no there's no way to be consistent with that unless you guys want them to be robots on the field. You know what I mean? And this is your rule, John. This is your rule. Whether it actually is or not, you know, your public defense of it, your being on the committee and defending it and shit is your rule. It's almost dumber. It's almost it's it's almost as half-assed and stupid as putting the the uh, making uh, DPIs and OPIs reviewable, and then the referee's not fucking uh, actually reviewing it when when it's challenged. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost that level of stupidity. So I, I really hope you're happy. There are things to be irritated clearly about this game. And like I said, I don't think it was the timeouts. I don't think it was the defense by any means. You know, I don't think it was Daniel Jones. Even even that interception to start the game, even that one interception that or that, that almost that uh, turnover-worthy throw, if, if you define it the way PFF does, where uh, the corner slipped and Tony got it and took it. I I can't even put it on, on Jones like that. Yeah, should he throw it away instead of taking the sack in the fourth quarter? Sure, but the Giants shouldn't be in that position in the first place. And I know some of you, your, your first targets, your first target on that is Jones, you know, and the counterpoint to that, you know, just the broad excuses that he doesn't have weapons, which is true to an extent. And that his O-line is kind of trash, which is true to an extent. But ultimately, it's play design and play calling. It, it really is. Uh, Jason Garrett does not have, just like Dave Gettleman, should not have a job next year. He shouldn't have a job tomorrow. Because there's no reason why every time, I feel like, every game, the second someone brings up throwing short of the sticks on third down, whether it's 3rd and 4, 3rd and 18, 3rd and 12, 3rd and 9, 3rd and 1. There's no reason why we should be calling plays that stop just short of the sticks. There's no reason for it. Every time, you can set your fucking clock to it. My wife can be upstairs putting the kids to bed, poke her head out, say, hey, did the Giants just fuck up a 3rd down because of the play call? Yep. You don't even have to be watching the game. It, like, there are aliens on the planet Xandar or whatever the fuck that know that the Giants are going to throw it short of the fucking sticks. Every defense knows it. That's why they sit where they do right at the goal line or right at the first down line. They're not scared that the Giants are going to throw it past. And every time we've bucked that trend, every game where that's happened, defense have looked more harried. Like, it's on tape. Defenses, they got to change up what they're doing. You know what I mean? If if you got everyone in zone right at the right at the, the the sticks, run some routes past the fucking sticks. We can't get enough we can't get blocking there in time. Well enough with the fucking five step drops. Move the pocket. Get DJ on a rollout. I know you're peppering that in, but come on. You gotta design. You gotta add some new plays in here. You gotta tweak what you got to account for for the players that you got. I mean, fuck. Last week, the 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 irritating play for me was was the the 
tunnel screen, it looked like. First, I think it was versus the Rams. I think that was last week. It, it, you know, we're, we're, we're calling a tunnel screen, and we're not putting Ingram in a position. It, Ingram's route is not putting him in a position to where he's going to be able to bring it back in and, and get behind the, the linemen that are uh, running downfield. And you don't have linemen that can get downfield fast enough. And your drop is too short to allow anybody to get into a decent position. And you're calling a fucking tunnel screen that's screwed from the start because your your OC doesn't know how to design fucking plays. He's he, Your OC is calling plays, imitating what other team's doing, but not understanding it. It's like a lot of us, right? We watch film, you know, as fans. We watch film and we see something on there, but we don't truly understand what's going on because we're just looking at it. We see that that play, we see that the the the, the slant, you know, or or the the three yard out, you know, on on third and four, is only getting three yards, but we're not understanding why that play had to be called. Why why DJ went that way? You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not getting the full picture. Is it because the defense is doing something that we're not privy to, or is how was how was that coached? How was that? How is that um, taught? You know what I mean? What were the actual reads? Is it a half field read? Is it a full field read? We're making our assumptions based on, on you know, a significant lack of information, lack of information. We're forming our opinions that way. And it feels like this OC is doing the same thing, except with concepts and plays that he doesn't quite fully understand. It, it feels like he doesn't understand what a modern NFL um, uh, offense is supposed to like how to design those plays like original plays it, it feels like he doesn't understand uh, uh, how to attack modern NFL defenses it really doesn't sometimes and this is one of those games where that's the case I feel like again can you say DJ is partially responsible for this yes but in the same way that you can say all 53 people and every fucking coach and every fucking person within the organization all the way down to the secretaries and the FedEx fucking drivers that deliver the mail like it's the same way that you can say that they're all responsible and that yes they all do play a part with how ready this team is on Sunday but the biggest like if if this were were litigation if this were civil litigation right where you assign uh, you got all these parties that are being sued and then you're assigning a percentage of of liability for for what's going on for how much the you know who's got to who for responsibility right you're assigning a percentage of responsibility Jason Garrett the offensive coaching staff they're like 89% responsible here in a, in a in a civil court, they're like 89, 90% responsible here. Everybody else makes up that last little 10%. They get to divvy that up all they want. And yes, they are still responsible and they still got to pay the price for that. But a huge part of this is just the offenses or the offensive coaching staff's fault. And I get Joe Judge's reasoning for wanting to keep uh, uh, Jason Garrett, even if I don't necessarily agree all the time. And I flip-flop. You know, but you don't want to put you didn't want to put DJ in his fourth system or third system or whatever it was in in three years. You know what I mean? You don't want to do that to the kid. You don't want to do it to the offense. It's a good way. We probably have the same record, just a hell of a lot worse than we are right now, which doesn't seem possible. And so again, I get it, but honestly, tomorrow uh, Jason Garrett shouldn't have a fucking job. Dave Gettleman shouldn't have a fucking job. This this game, you saw a lot of the problems, the systemic problems that the Giants have. Offense aside, it's the biggest, the next biggest problem the Giants have isn't game management. It's not ownership. It's it's not that shit. It's player development, talent acquisition, and player development. We are not hitting on mid-round picks. We're not. O'Shane Zimenez is going to get shit for, for the one-off sides, which I want to rewatch that again because I don't think his helmet crosses the plane. 
um, the same way Dex's didn't uh, early in the season on that field goal block. I don't think he actually crosses the, the, the line of scrimmage, but he moved, and he wasn't effective the rest of the game. Not really. I think he had like one play that he made. He played, i fairly certain he played most of the downs this week. Not effective. Not at all. Like, you, I missed Lorenzo Carter today. Like, I significantly missed Lorenzo Carter. Shit, uh, that made me miss Carrie Wynn. <laughs> it made me it made me miss Robert Ayer. That's how ineffective uh, uh, Robert Ayers. That's how ineffective O'Shane Zimenez was. Again, offsides penalty that killed the interception. Not even gonna factor that in. Just O'Shane Zimenez was not a factor today. And I got to go back and look and see whether he was playing the Will or the Sam. Either way, they were they ran the ball at him. He wasn't get, he wasn't affecting attack. He wasn't getting a tackle for loss on that. Not great in coverage. Not from what I remember watching today. Uh, not great pass rushing. That was all Leo and Aziz and and uh, Dex and even I think Austin Johnson. You know, they were getting pressure without needing to get sacks. Mahomes was not comfortable back there, not for most of the game. And again, that showed up. I thought the defense, give or take, you know, O'Shane Zimenez and and maybe uh, 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 McKinney, not not Xavier McKinney, um, whatever, whoever the fucking linebacker is, you know, to an extent, him to a much lesser extent. Like, the defense played their dicks off today. Offense... Not so much. We didn't hit, we're not developing mid-round talent. We're not developing, you know, these offensive linemen that we're getting young and on the cheap from other teams. We're not uh, developing uh, uh, these undrafted free agents. You know, we're, we're not developing them into, you know, suitable, usable, reliable players. Most of them, it feels like, are close to the same level as when, when, when we acquired them. You know, Andrew Thomas wouldn't in today. Fine. Matt, uh, Matt Pert's got to play left tackle. Fine. Nick Gates, out for the year. That's a big fucking loss at center. Big fucking loss at guard. We have no other right tackle besides Nate Solder. What the fuck? Will Hernandez plateaued pretty quickly. He hasn't gotten any better since halfway through his second year. What the fuck? Shane Lemieux. Like, and he's another one that's been hurt. But he didn't seem to get better last year. Part of that is the talent that we're acquiring. Like, I've said it before. You guys have heard me. You guys have seen me. If you follow me on Twitter, at JHF Podcast. Like, the scouting department just needs to go. The personnel department needs to go. There are some changes that need to be made here. Dave Gettleman's already going. You guys need to form. Giants, you guys need to form a, form a line. Call the city and have them bring somebody from unemployment to, to help these guys with their next jobs because it shouldn't be here. You know, and part of that goes on the coaching staff too, right? You know, the, the pro personnel department, the scouting department, they go get the talent coaches have to develop it uh develop them fine that's a fair point again not saying that everybody is is absent you know uh, of of liability here coaching staff has some liability here too but player development is not linear it's not the scouting department has to try and and project development they have to as as fucked up as that sounds, because it's it, it almost feels completely fucking random. The the Giants scouting department has to be able to look at somebody and say, is there enough there to develop this person into this player into a starter? Or somebody who can come in in a pinch and fill a gap. And if they are 
Can we back that up with development thus far? What kind of strides in development? How, how has this guy gotten better since high school? In what ways are those difficult things to overcome? Are, what they've learned, are those hard things to learn or are they basic things that they've gotten better at that just makes them look better? I hope that makes sense. But that, to me, those, those, those high-level problems, those big-picture problems, that's why we lost today. Because we don't have depth at wide receiver. It feels like we should. It, it feels like we did. It felt like we did coming in, but all the playmakers are gone. And the guys that we have, we picked up off the street. <laughs> you know what I mean? John Ross, we picked him up... Picked them up off off the waiver wire, if I remember correctly. Uh, Colin Johnson picked him up. He was he's a mean fuck, and he's got a lot of those tools to develop into a good receiver. But he hasn't looked any better these last couple of games. He, he it doesn't look like he's developing. Part of that might be him. Part of that might be something that you could have seen with a proper with a half decent scouting department or a pro personnel department. These coaches are going to have to work with what you got, but you got to give them something. If it's a player with upside, you need to be really damn sure that the upside is there. The 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 tackle that we're developing now that maybe has a future is 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 Isaiah Wilson, who's still not in football shape, who is coming off of a, a coming out of a absolute dumpster fired way to start his career. That's our hope for the future. I'm hoping he'll be good by the end of the year. Come on, guys. Four years, Gettleman. Four years. And you have made one major change in your scouting department. One scout that got let go last year. Come on. Enough. You, 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 you mix in shitty play calling, shitty play design, with stale talent deeper in your roster, admittedly. You know what I mean? We're, we're not, this isn't 17 to 20 with Kenny Galladay, Cardarius Tony, and Sterling Shepard all in, and Saquon Barkley all in and healthy. There's a difference there, right? There's a very clear difference that we all need to fucking remember. That we all need to cool our fucking jets and remember. This is not the Giants offense that it's supposed to be. And even me right now, to an extent, like, I got to call my fucking Jets because I'm sure there are plenty of fucking plays that they can't run because Tony's not in, because Shep's not in, because uh, Saquon's not in, because uh, Evan Ingram has leveled off. You try, you've try, you tried a couple of times to make him a central part of this offense when everyone else is out, and it feels like we shoot ourselves in the dicks, right, you know, with, with him uh, as the centerpiece of an offense, uh, offensive game plan. We shoot ourselves in the dicks in important moments because obvious fucking drops and tip balls and interceptions. Like, we all have to remember, like, this is not the offense. This is not the personnel that we thought we were going to have eight weeks into the season. But at the same time, it is on management to make sure that we, that the coaching staff is well equipped for this shit. So I get it. Be be upset at Joe Judge. Be all up in your fucking feelings about Joe Judge's timeouts, getting conservative at the end of the first half. Those are reasonable. But if you're calling for him to be fired, you're a fucking moron. If you think Daniel Jones needs to be ejected, you're a fucking moron. No offense, Antonio. I like you, bro, but I disagree with you significantly on that. <laughs> you're not a moron. You have a very strong opinion. Let me correct that. Because at least you back up. Like Some of you will have those opinions. And I appreciate those of you that have those opinions. And you base that on what you're actually seeing. On what's actually happening on the field. You're not fucking doing it. You're not having. You're not parroting what other people are fucking saying. Those are the fucking morons. So let me, let me uh, rephrase what I just said. If you are looking at and not understanding, and you're just 
in your emotions and putting it out there and you want this person fired and you want that person cut and this person treated and fuck it, let's start over, blow it all up, uh, sell the team Mara, you have those opinions and you're just doing that because you're upset, you're a fucking moron. Like it's it's gotten to the point where I don't I don't want to be on social media anymore just because fucking timeline is full of all these uh, troglodytes and fucking I almost wanted to use an inappropriate word but like idiots just regurgitating the negativity that they see on their own timeline because social media is a fucking uh, uh, echo chamber. I'm I'm almost as sick with the fan base as I am with the team right now. But at least the team, I haven't, you know, I can at least fall back on like, well, some some people with very important jobs fucked up their jobs. A lot of us are just mad. And you do have a right to be, don't get me wrong, you have a right to be upset. You pay money for tickets, you have every fucking right to be upset. You ignore your family for three hours on Sunday to go watch this game. You have a right to be fucking upset. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm, but my my uh, 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 anger is a little more directed at certain things. You know what I mean? It's just not anger for the sake of being angry. I don't know. This, I I I didn't think we had any business even being competitive in this game. So for me, that's there's some solace in that, that we held the Chiefs to 20 points because Lord knows they could have hung 54 on us really easy. Real easy. Especially given where the defense was at the beginning of this year. Like, real fucking easy. So there were bright spots to me in this game. Shit, a Booker doesn't look like an overpaid running back anymore. Not that he was at $2.5 million. But the first half... Came out, it looked like he was kicking ass. What did he finish with? 15 carries, uh, 60 yards rushing, uh, 4 yards a carry, and then another 65 yards receiving on uh, 5 receptions, 6 targets. So Booker finished the game with Saquon-ish numbers. Uh, uh, Mid-Saquon. <laughs> Devontae Booker finished mid-Saquon. How fucking nuts is that? Elijah Penny had this great play, stupid fucking penalty, right out the door. Back-to-back penalties on the offensive line, on, on Hernandez, and I want to say Solder, to kill a drive. Fucking gone. But again, these are all players where, not all of them, but for the most part, our, our pains with penalties our pains with stalling out on drives, our our pains with watching dumbass just broken coverages and other games and just dumb shit happening. It starts with the players we have in our roster and how they're being developed. And for me that that's this is this is what we saw today. Just enough to lose the game. Just enough to lose the game. I don't know. I don't know where else, where really, where else to go with this. I, I really don't. I fully expect. I would like to see Dave Gettleman fired tomorrow because somebody has to be held accountable for the way that this first half has gone, the first half of the season. And I think the Giants need to get an early start on looking for new GMs. I don't think that they should wait till the end of the year. Um, I think that they need to, and, you know, Joe Judge is going to be very limited in what he can do during the season as far as weighing, you know, giving input. Maybe he gives a couple of names, but ownership and the and management, senior management need to get their list together and start approaching people. Obviously not people that are currently employed by other NFL teams can't do those interviews yet, but... You can get the list together. You can start doing your background. You can put your feelers out there. You can let them know, hey, I'm looking at you without telling them you're looking at them. You know what I mean? You can figure that out. So where do the Giants go from here? Well, first and foremost, they got to get some guys off of the injury list. Like, I know it's not really something that you can fully control, 
Um, but the guys, we need guys to get healthy quick. We really do. We need Saquon back. We need Shep and we need Tony to be back. Um, Shep left with what appears to be a quad injury. I thought, thank God it doesn't look like anything tore. Uh, it looks like a strain, you know, uh, which is just a different a minor level of tear. But you know what I mean. You know the difference of what I'm talking about. Um, Tony left with a hand injury. I guess his hand went numb, which even if nothing's broken, nothing's facing the wrong way. If a receiver can't feel his hand, he can't catch the ball. He's useless on the field. Just keep him out. You know what I mean? Just occupying space, you know, if he's not useful, which is probably why he uh he was a decoy for as long as he was. Well, no, because that happened, and then he didn't come back in, so that's not exactly right, so figured I said that. But, you know what I mean? Like, uh, even then, Jesus Christ, like, why is he... Why is he a decoy for most of the game? Maybe I got to go back and watch, you know, and, and see what the defense was doing, but he only got targeted five times. Uh, Daniel Jones threw the ball 32 times. He only got targeted five. Given he wasn't in the game most of the game, but you got to figure out ways to just get him the ball. I mean, we saw them do that against Dallas, and he started to fucking go off till he got hurt. You know what I mean? Like, he's on the field. Get him the fucking ball. Colin Johnson, I mean, he is what he is, but you're not you're not asking him to to do a whole lot. Maybe he can't do a whole lot. You gotta watch the tape. But you gotta figure out ways to get guys the ball. Darius Slayton had two targets, no receptions. One of them was a, a drop, the other one he got interfered with. Like, but you only threw it to him twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Figure out ways to get these guys the ball. And again, maybe something I'm missing. Maybe it's something on tape, the way that the, the uh, Chiefs were defending these guys. Maybe it's that. Maybe that's why you're not getting your playmakers' balls. But you got to figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. Play design, bro. Play calling, bro. Like, it, it really is fucking irritating. Anyway, they need guys to get healthy fast. This this offense is not going to be able to put up 28 points, which is what you need to win a game. You need to score at least 28 points to win a game. They're not going to be able to, clearly with the people that they have because of their play calling, with the, with the, the, the depth that they have because of their play calling, they're just not going to be able to do it. It's just, it doesn't matter who's on the schedule. You're not gonna be able. You're not gonna be able to beat the fucking Jets scoring 17 points. You're not. Shit. Uh. Uh. The Bengals put up 31 on them and they still didn't win. You gotta be able to score 28 points. They're just not gonna be able to do it. And who do we got next? We got the Raiders. We got the Bucks. Eagles. Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears, Washington to finish out the season. Like, and it's a short week for the Giants. You're just not going to be able to do it unless some guys get healthy. That's first and foremost. Second, just fire Jason Garrett or take his fucking play calling duties away. Some shit. I will take a change. I will take a shit offensive week against the Raiders with Freddie Kitchens. I would rather that than watch guys run out routes just short of the sticks. I really would. It it get let me roll the fucking dice, please. Anybody. Schlupinski. Fuck it. Uh 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 shit. Let Tyke Tolbert call the fucking plays. Anybody else. Somebody with some fucking nuts. Please. Anyway, gone on long enough. We all we all know how we feel about this game. It's fucking irritating, and I feel like I'm more reserved about this game and probably a little more bright spotty, just because again I gave up hope a few weeks ago. <laughs> you know, I I'm more prone to silver lining here, and it's irritating me to no end. You know, the scotch, the scotch whiskey shit is my best friend right now. 
And it's just, it's not good. His team is not good right now. It has bright spots. It has players. Leonard Williams is playing up to his contract, in my opinion. I know a lot of you fucking troglodytes would disagree. You're a bunch of morons. <laughs> Especially the past, you know, three, four weeks. Leonard Williams has been playing up to his contract. Aziz Ojolari, um, I don't think he had a sack today. He's still playing. He still had a good game, if quiet. He's a bright spot. Dex has been okay. Um, I think he's hitting a lull, uh, but he's due for just the, oh, fuck, game any day now. Secondary looks better. Oddly enough, with Pep out, um, secondary looks better. Tay Crowder seemed a bit better today. Offense, shit, you know. um, Not much to talk about there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Evan Ingram hasn't tipped the ball into an interception. Like it, it, Cardarius Tony looks like a huge bright spot. You know, um, I don't want to call him injury prone. He seems to get dinged up every game. Kid also plays hard. You know what I mean? And he's had just some dumbass injuries, and not like dumbass like, oh well, you know, trying to to hurdle a defender from 30 feet away thinking he wasn't going to hit you. Not like one of those. You know what I mean? Like, somebody stepped on his fucking hand today. Like that kind of dumbass injury. Shep still looks like Shep. He's just hurt. There are bright spots on this fucking team. But they can't put it together. We can't have one phase do well and another phase do well. And that's another thing, right? We can't have multiple phases fucking, like, clicking. Somebody, if it's not the defense, it's the offense. And if it's not both doing okay at the same time, then you got Riley Dixon short punting. Like, this, this team doesn't know how to get every cylinder firing. There's always... Is at least one cylinder always misfiring. And that's probably the most irritating thing here. Because if it was like, hey, the Giants played fucking well. The other team just played better. That would feel different. You know what I mean? That would feel way different than it does right now. But it, it it's week in and week out. It's just not everybody having their shit together. And that's that's the sickening thing here. And then that's why we're looking for people to blame. That's why I'm I I need to see Jason Garrett and Dave Guttelman fired tomorrow. It won't happen. I will be legitimately shocked if it actually happens tomorrow. I won't be shocked if they get their fucking notice tomorrow. But I will be shocked to see Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, uh, Dan Grasniano, like anybody, Dan Duggan. Like I would be shocked to see in the news tomorrow that that any firings happened. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mara went to Gettleman and said, yep, you're retiring after this year. Retire or be fired. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Judge goes, Jason, the rest of this year, you know, you're not calling plays anymore. We're going to let Freddie do it. Or after this year, you know, start putting feelers out. See if there's any head coaching jobs you want to jump into. Any of the jobs, we'll recommend you. But that's it. Too many games, too ineffectual. Fuck the injuries. It. it talking in circles. <laughs> the scotch don't help. It helps, but it don't help. <laughs> and, okay, I'm going to wrap up in a second, but... It's on my mind right now, so I got to say it. So this this whole, oh, teams deal with injuries all the time. You know, they figure out ways to win. The Packers got every receiver, their mother, their grandmother, and you know, injured, and their cars all have busted axles, and they still figure out how to win. They got Aaron Rodgers. Not for nothing. They have some depth. Not for nothing. <laughs> Randall Cobb. 
It's probably a better depth option than fucking Dante Pettis right now. And Pettis is probably out for a few weeks because that shoulder injury on that return did not look pleasant. I wouldn't be surprised if he broke a collarbone or or tore something in his shoulder, like some shit. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go on IR. Aaron Rodgers has better depth than we do. Shit, the Texans might have better fucking depth than we do right now. I'm not talking about the, the top-tier starters. I'm talking about y- your mid-tier people. Because it's just... The talent coming in has not been great. And and the middle, the mid-to-late picks have not been great. And they haven't developed those players. Not the way that we would like to see. Maybe part of that has to do with the fact that it's our third coaching uh, regime in six years. That that actually probably has a lot to do with it. Uh, doesn't help that we're not getting great talent. That we're not hitting on late picks. We're not even halfway hitting on late picks. These guys look decent for a year. And it's because most of us project the upside into what we're seeing on the field. I'm guilty of that. These guys are good for... These draft picks are are decent for a year. And then they put stuff on tape and then... God, that's it. That's all you were. Flash in the pan. It's irritating. And yet, despite that, keep watching these games. Keep coming back to it. Keep trying to run my mind through it to figure out how the Giants can get better. Because I fucking love this team. I know you guys do too. I hope you love this podcast. If you do, tell your mother, your brother, your father, sister, husband, uncle, dog, uh, your, your, the dog, that your dog fox at the dog park, whatever, too many dogs in that sentence. But you get what I'm saying. Tell everybody and their mother about this podcast. The Just a Giants Fan Podcast is the best fucking podcast on the internet. Doesn't matter. Giants football, whatever the hell. You get like things like this every once in a while. <laughs> Just me, you, and a glass of scotch. You find me on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and uh, uh, shit. I'm forgetting a fifth one. Fuck me. Whatever. You can find this pretty much anywhere where you get your sound. Spotify, son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> you can find this pretty much anywhere you get a spot. You, you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at JAGF Podcast. I'm, I'm full of these uh, unpopular opinions all the time. I love interacting with people. Unless you're a fucking troglodyte. (laughs) Unless you're part of the Mongol horde. Like, I love interacting with people. Got a question or anything, comment. Tell me I suck. Go ahead. Just shoot me an email at uh, just a a Giants fan podcast at gmail.com. I don't give a fuck. Leave me uh, whatever star you think is appropriate. I prefer five stars, but leave me whatever review you feel like on wherever you found this and wherever you didn't. Go ahead, leave me a review. Leave me anything you want. Let me know how I am doing. I appreciate each and every one of you. This shit hurts. It's got to get better at some point. Hopefully, it'll start to get better by tomorrow's deadline. I'll talk to you soon.